Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hey, folks, welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here in Idaho. I'm Ken Lewis, and I'm on staff with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And our guest today here on Heart of the Athlete is Coach Pat Amos. Pat, welcome to Heart of the Athlete. Hey, thank you for having me. Appreciate that. And Pat, you are coming to us through technology all the way from Potlatch, Idaho. We are excited that you would uh, be a part of Heart of the Athlete. And how long have you and your wife, Deb, been there in Potlatch? Yeah, home of the loggers, right? Hey, uh, I, I think I've been teaching here for about 15 years. I've taught several other places. Uh, my wife just retired as a kindergarten teacher. I'm a physical education, health, and history teacher uh, at Potlatch Junior Senior High School, 7 through 12. I, I coach football and track, uh, and I've uh, coached wrestling also at uh, Moscow High School. Wow, and that's that's how you and I got to know each other a long time ago in the early 90s, right? And yeah, I was I was at Middleton and you're at CUNA. Yeah, that's right. I in 90, I was uh, an assistant coach uh, for Bill Graham out there at CUNA and uh, Ron Lemon was another assistant coach. And uh, and then when, when were you at at Middleton? 94 through, I think, 01. OK. And then did you start as a head coach in 94 or were you an assistant? Yeah, there? no head coach. I came from uh, I was Western Montana College. I was coaching at Western Montana College. We just won a national championship there. Uh, but I decided that college coaching really wasn't where I belonged. Uh, we trained a lot of kids. We had a lot of tough kids, but I want to see more of the developmental side. And I felt high school, I could, you know, you watch that freshman that can walk in the mat room, can hardly tie his shoes. And by the time they're senior, they're, they're competing hard. And uh, I, I wanted more of that. And uh, Middleton, which is total God's story, because it was through the athletic director's wife who was getting the haircut by my wife's maid of honor. We found out about the job and I got the job. <laughs> yeah. And, and we loved it down there. The only reason we left was I, my parents got sick and uh, we came back home. Moscow, Idaho is my hometown uh, to do their care uh, until they passed away, which was a blessing for us to be able to do that. So, wow. Wow. That's so cool that you guys had an opportunity to go back and serve your parents and be with them. And, and Pat, you, you, you have some brothers that coach as well, right? It, coaching is a family business for us. Uh, I have a, a brother, Sean, who's the Coeur d'Alene High School head football coach. I got a brother, Kelly, that's at Timberlake High School. He's head football and does some track. And I've got siblings. I, my son, James, is an assistant football coach, special teams coordinator, strength coach for Crown College in Minnesota. And my daughter is now starting to get into coaching. She's a track and field coach and volleyball coach for Potlatch, Idaho. Potlatch, wow. So the the folks that uh, that maybe aren't familiar with North Idaho towns, Potlatch, you guys compete in the one A's, right? Yeah. Is that the one? Because there's the the one A in Idaho has two divisions. Are you guys the one A big or one A small? One A 
Division One big. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and that's just football. The rest are just one A. They're all together. one A, and then they split up the football. So we're one A Division One in football. It's a small college, a small school. 135 kids in the whole school. And, and, and I've taught in bigger schools and smaller schools. And I just, I, I kind of like it. I teach seventh graders through 12th graders, hmm. you know, so I really get to build relationships with students in my school, which I love. Yeah, that's so good. Well, and I, you know, I've been up to your classroom, I don't know, two or three different times now and visited your school and uh, what a neat place. And uh neat history of Idaho there in North Idaho. And uh, well, you know, Pat, we, um, you know, got, it's been fun how the Lord brought us together. We were both head wrestling coaches at the time competing against each other. That's how we first got to know each other. When I was at CUNA, you were Middleton. And then in the most recent years, probably the last decade, last, almost last decade, you've been coming down, you and your wife uh, and your family, you've brought your kids down to the our Northwest FCA sport camp, which is usually about that last week of June. And uh, tell us, you know, tell us a little bit about that, how you started coming down and, and, and what that has meant for you guys. Well, I tell you to start is that you're the one to introduce me to FCA because I remember I got word that you were going to get out of head coaching and I was not happy because <laughs> I thought, I thought, you know, you did such a great job and you did it right. And then I remember, I, I can't remember a call or whatever. I says, what are you doing? And you, then you explained to me about this fellowship of Christian athletes and the movement you had going in CUNA and, and all this stuff that was going on. And then we started with John Mather over there at Middleton and stuff like that. And then I moved up north. And then you gave me a call the first uh, Northwest All Sports Camp. He gave me a call and said, "Hey, look, our clinician, Coach Johnson's not going to be able to get into wrestling for the first two days. You want to come down and help us out?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd love to do that. Sounds great." I says, "The only thing, can I bring my oldest son?" And this is such a neat deal because my oldest son was in junior high, and he's a Christian kid, loved Jesus. But we're in a community, Potlatch, Idaho, a little rough community, and, and it was, he was struggling. And he was thinking, man, I, I think I'm odd. I'm not, you know, I'm different. This is, you know, maybe started questioning the whole thing. And then he got down to that first FCA camp we got. And I remember him telling me, he goes, Dad, I'm not weird. There are others, athletes, that believe the same way I do. And it really changed his dynamic. And it, and it really started his real growth with his walk with Christ. And it, now he's coaching at a Christian school where the priority is Christ and then football. And, and he loves it. And, and, he's, and he keeps following it. So that Northwest camp really set him off. And then it became a family ordeal. Then my son, David, my daughter, Maya, my son, Logan, they've all gone through it and they've all had tremendous experience. And then my wife started coming down and then she's, she was going like, and she's a kindergarten teacher. Well, I'll do what anything, but deal with kids because I deal with kids all year. Now she's the running the junior huddle with the kids <laughs> yeah. and loves it, 
loves yeah. it because she's pouring into those kids. It, and I tell people all the time because my son James was an athlete and then he was a um, huddle leader. And now he came back this year as a coach. And I says, well, down at FCA camp, I'm either Debbie's husband or James's dad. I'm just a guy. It's not, but the impact that it's our favorite week of the year that we look so forward because I'm telling you what, this year, when you sit in the worship at night and you see over 400 high school, junior high, high school kids and another hundred college kids worshiping and going crazy for the Lord. It, I mean, it's, a, it's an amazing, it's amazing. I've shown clips to people. I take videos. I show, it says, you know, if you ever have a doubt, there's a future here. There's, right. there's getting hooked up and, and it's an amazing thing. We love the camp. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. And we, we so appreciate you and Deb coming down and serving and, and I think, you know, you know, how, as you tell that story about your wife, Deb, and how she just has a wonderful servant's heart. And so do you. And, but, you know, I think about all the other coaches we have at camp that have smaller, younger kids, you know, that might be first grade or fifth grade or third grade, whatever it is. And so many camps that coaches go to, they, it's it's really not family conducive. They don't bring their kids. So it's one more week that coaches are away from their own families, their spouse and their kids. And, uh, and they're with other people's kids. And yeah, it's great because coaches are pouring into kids, but we felt like with SCA, we want to make sure those coaches that come and coach at camp, they can bring their kids if they want to and their, and their wife or their, their husband, but you know, their spouse. And so having Deb there help leading that, I know we've got some other gals that have helped out um, with Deb over the years without her doing that and God using her and giving her such a servant heart for that. I, I, I know that there's certain coaches that probably wouldn't be at camp, but I know in turn, God uses Deb to pour into those young kids. Cause they, they love being a part of that junior huddle. Don't they, they, they get yeah. their, they get their shirt. They've got their huddle. They, they, you know, they have their Bible studies. They do, they get, to, they get to do some of the sports and, I know Deb does a lot of creative fun stuff with arts and crafts and some other things. And, and so I know it's, it's a way to really serve coaches and staff kids. So on behalf of FCA, Pat, thank you. Thank you for you and your wife coming down and serving each summer. Well, it, the benefits, what we get from it is tenfold from what we put into it. You know, what, what it's done for my kids um, what is done for me as a coach where I get to hang out with other co- Christian coaches and get, get filled back up because, you know, the world can be hard and, and, and you get around those coaches and, and you get to fill each other up and, and you get re-energized, I think. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, folks, if you're just joining us here today on Heart of the Athlete, we're visiting with uh, Coach Pat Amos, who coaches uh, up north. Here in the state of Idaho for the potlatch uh, loggers teaches up there and you're currently coaching some football, right? This fall. Yep. Doing a little football, eight man football, craziest football game you'll ever watch. It's, it's pretty fast. <laughs> we we scored it? 90 points a, a few weeks ago. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. 
it's a wide open field with uh, yeah. only eight, eight versus eight on that field in there. Well, Pat, um, I know that um, as we're talking about camp and I know recently you've, you read through some, um, uh, some books of uh, Tom Osborne, some of the things we offer at camp. One of them's Tom's most recent book, uh, Coaching Matters. And I know that you've been through Jeff Duke's 3D coaching book and numerous other studies that we've, you know, uh, used at SCA camp for our coaches. Cause not only it's ministry time for the kids and their, and their huddles and their small groups, but also for the coaches, anything stick out to you in some of your recent studies and, and, and resources from some legendary coaches that love Jesus, you know, like, like Tom Osborne, Jeff Duke, you know, Bobby Bowden, that's kind of what, what sticks out to you and maybe some of your recent reading uh, from some of these, these fellows. You know, and the Osborne stuff was great. The 3d coaching one, I really super enjoyed and it came at the right time. I was moving towards being relational coach and, and coaching differently than I had in the past, but that just reinforced how, how it talks about relational coaching and, and the maturity. I tell, and I tell young coaches this all the time, you know, when I was young, I, I love the competition, man. I love that competition and practices were to get ready for competition. And that was the highlight of the whole week was that competition. But since I've changed that dynamic to where the most important is the relational piece with the athlete, which 3D coaching talks, Tom Osmore talks about all these studies that you talk about that I've gone through talks about is that relational piece. I one have enjoyed coaching more Two Now my favorite part of coaching is the practice room or the practice field. Now, don't get me wrong. I like the competitions. You get that blood flowing and that adrenaline and I like to compete, but now I enjoy the practice because that's where you really build those relationships and you have the most effect on those kids, whether it's putting an arm around them or, or getting them in line or, or, you know, just building those relationships. And, and it's so cool to see past relationships that I've built. I tell people the neatest thing that's ever happened to me is I had one of my former wrestlers. He called me the day he had his first kid hmm. on the day. Now to me, that's usually reserved to family. But he called me, hey, coach, have my first kid, right? <laughs> wow. that, that is, that's worth more than any state title in my book hmm. right there. And it's that relational piece. And, and a lot of that is through some of that resources that I've used for through FCA. There's some great stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, that's so good. And, you, and you're right. You know, it, so many times we get tied up in the competition, whether we – whether, you know, whatever record our team has or the wins and losses. And, and obviously, like you're saying, there's more practices than we have competitions. And so being able to have the Lord help focus us on those times and to build relationships with our athletes so that we can use it for God's glory and, and share him. And, and uh, so that's, um, that's great. Well, I know Pat, the last few years have been different years 
compared to the other years of for a lot of people and, and, and you're, you're no different, you know, in terms, I know the last, you know, two, three years with COVID and everything and how that's affected kids has been different. And um, here you've been teaching for, you know, how many years now? Gosh, uh, coming up on 30 years, right? Coming up on 30. Yeah. And uh, so I, I was just curious how the Lord, how, how has the Lord encouraged you and helped you get through as a teacher and as a coach in these days, what are some things you've put into practice or maybe some things that in, in God's word that the Lord has really brought to your attention? Well, yeah, the last couple of years, you know, the, the online and then the partially online was a struggle, of course. Uh, and we didn't know what we're doing. I mean, it, there was no playbook. So we were just kind of winging it. And then last year, I was so excited because we were going back to school full time. I was so pumped. And I'm telling you what, last year was the hardest year of teaching in my almost 30 years of teaching. It was such a struggle. The kids had, and I don't know, maybe I just didn't realize it, but the kids hadn't been in a structured situation for a year and a half. And then all of a sudden, I expect them to just figure it out. And it was a struggle for kids, the apathy and the that we had a ton of apathy. We had some discipline issues. I had a couple very tough classes. One class, one of the toughest classes I've ever had with discipline issues and, and some attitudes and stuff like that. And I was struggling. I was doing something that I hoped I never would as a, a, an educator. I was surviving. That's all I was, was just surviving it was so hard. I mean, I was ready to throw in the towel. How much does it cost to buy out my last couple of years? I was ready, right? And what I did is I told my wife, I says, Debbie, you got to get me up earlier in the morning because I got to spend time with the Lord. And I truly believe what got me through last year was I got up half an hour early and I spent that half an hour praying and then reading the Bible and, and just listening. And I, I, I truly believe that that's what allowed me to get through that year, mm -hmm. the, that year. Um, it made a huge difference. Now we're back again. And I'm so excited because the kids have been in structure for a year. They've got it now. Uh, I'm enjoying teaching again, which is a huge blessing because one of my worst fears is being that educator that has a couple of years left before retirement and doesn't want to teach. I don't want to be that guy. Mm -hmm. right? I'm enjoying teaching again. I got some good classes and the kids are figuring it out. So it, it's just been a blessing. Hmm. Wow. Well, and, and like you say, you know, continuing the spiritual disciplines, you know, when times are good and times are bad <laughs> and that's what the Lord is wanting from us in terms of, just continuing to be yeah. faithful, his faithfulness in us as we return it back to him. And, and I know you, you know, there's some, some, some key passages of the Bible that God has really spoke to you lately um, over the last year. I was wondering if you'd want to share a few of those with us. You know, I, one of my favorite, of course, is Philippians 4.13. You can do all things through Christ to strengthen you, but a lot of people, that's a very popular verse for obvious reasons, gives you strength. But the one that lately that has been carrying me through 
is it is Jeremiah 29 11, right? Uh, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper, not to do harm, to give you hope and a future. And I'm telling you that it just gives me so much peace, mm-hmm. even in the struggle, that there's there's hope there, that God's got it. You know, he's got a plan for me. And I'm, I'm telling you, uh, I got so many examples of when I've been in the struggle and I don't understand and I'm going, what? And then later on, I go, oh, yeah, okay, I get it now. You had a plan. You know, I need to be patient and listen to you and, and you have a plan. And, and I'll tell you, the, one of the biggest stories I share, one of the biggest stories I share is that we were down in Middleton. Uh, We had our first child, James, but it was a very difficult birth. James struggled his first year. In fact, he didn't breathe for the first two and a half hours of his life. We weren't even sure if we were going to have him. That's a whole nother God story blessing because the doctor told us there was no medical reason why he survived. Hmm. No medical reason. And he did. So we had our one child and both Debbie and I have always wanted a big family. But they told Debbie, you know, having another one's probably, I, I d- didn't think it was going to happen. So we just thought, okay, God bless us with one. We better be happy with that. Well, then I had a, had a job offer to go up north uh, or a job interview to go up north. And, and I thought for sure I had it. And my parents weren't feeling, doing well. I needed to get up north. I thought for sure. I had it. Even my superintendent comes, have they given you the job yet? <laughs> and I get a call. We gave it to someone else. Are you kidding me? My parents needed me. I don't know. I'm struggling. I am upset. I'm struggling with it. Well, what, three months later, we end up being guardians of three children that need their, their, their mom disappeared and the grandma says, you either come pick them up or we're putting them on the curb. Wow. And, and we go pick them up, get guardianship. And that's Mark, David, and Maya, three of my kids. And, and if, if I got that job, we wouldn't have those three kids. You know, God had a plan. And then the next year, I got a job up north in the same town as my parents, Moscow, in a good school district. And we were able to do the in-home care for my parents until they passed away. Hmm. God has a plan. Mm-hmm. He's got to be patient. It's He has a plan, but it's on his time. Right. You know, and uh, he's blessed us with those three. And then, and then we've got Logan. We've got Logan and then Jordan, you know, that, that God brought us, brought to us. And now we have our big family. Yeah. God is good to us. Oh, that's so good. And I know that God has given you guys so much love and care for, for all those kids. And, um, and you do, you have a wonderful big family and got some grandkids now. And uh, I'm expecting another one. Wow. Praise God. Mark and Ashley is going to have another one January 1st. So that'll be number six. Wow. How fun. I like grandparent. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, that's, it's so neat to just catch up with you, Pat. And uh, man, our time has flown by here today on Heart of the Athlete. And uh, 
man, man, I just, uh, we so appreciate, you know, what God is doing through you and Deb and, uh, we appreciate how you guys have poured into the camp down here, but you also God's placed you in potlatch to, to love the, you know, those kids and those people and those families there not, you know, as well as your, your family. So man, it's just exciting to hear how God is using you up there and, and uh, continues to use you. So, well, Pat, thanks for being on Heart of the Athlete today. No, thank you for letting me share. I appreciate it. You bet. Well, I need to, I've, I need to get up there and visit you. And uh, I know you and your wife have been so gracious to to myself and my wife. My wife came up one time as well, and we got to stay with you guys. And so, I look forward to getting up there again here soon. You are always welcome. You are always welcome. And let us serve you for a change because you serve so many others. We'd like to serve you. Well, it's it's great to link arms and serve the Lord together. And so, well, folks, we've been visiting with Coach Pat Amos today from, from Potlatch, Idaho, Potlatch High School and Junior High. And uh, it's been a pleasure, Pat. Thanks again for being on Heart of the Athlete. Thank you. God bless. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. Yeah.